Welcome to Titan Tech, the Pembroke Public Schools Education and Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Hall. I'm the K-12 Technology Integrator for the Pembroke Public Schools, a Level 1 and Level 2 Google Certified Educator, and a podcast enthusiast. In this podcast, we'll introduce you to all the members of the Pembroke community who make this school system great, including students, faculty, staff, and administrators. Let's start the show, shall we? Welcome back to the pod. I'm very excited to have been joined this week by Pembroke High School senior Ryan Gamarez. His work on the botball team and the robotics club at Pembroke High School has been instrumental in helping that team make it all the way to the not only the New England region at UMass Lowell, but also to the national competition and international competition last year in Oklahoma. Now, the team is striving to get to that same place. This year, it's in California at the international competition. And I interview Ryan and talk to him about some of the the behind-the-scenes work that happens with BotBall. We've also got our weekly segment. Check this out, so stick around. Okay, welcome back to the pod. I am here joined at uh, Pembroke High School by senior Ryan Gamarez. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, so Ryan is a member of the botball team here at Pembroke High School, which is part of the robotics club. So Ryan, give us a little background on botball. So botball is a competition run by an organization called Kipper. Um, they are based in, I believe, Oklahoma. And each year, um, student-run teams have the opportunity to, com- to compete in their competition by constructing and engineering robots that complete certain tasks. Um, on a game board that Kipper releases sometime in January. So this year's board has already been released, and so and it was released like a week ago. So we are just now building the game board, and soon we'll be starting to construct our robots to um, compete in the regional competition. So as far as the game board is concerned, obviously, because it's, it's an audio podcast, uh, yes, you and I are sitting I, here looking at the game board, but yes. to give a visual description... Uh, um, to talk about the the game board itself, it's about what four feet by six feet. Uh, no, it's eight by eight. Oh, it's eight by eight. Yes. Okay. Yep. So it's uh, it's two pieces of plywood. Yep. Essentially, it's the the two full size pieces of plywood, yes. and then on top of that, you've got a series of tasks that you have to complete. Could you yes. talk a little bit maybe about those tasks? Yeah. So there are um, there's all sorts of game pieces on this board. It has um, some foam blocks and pom-poms and rings and frisbees and all sorts of stuff you can grab and move around. But there's um, some outlined places on this board that has scoring areas. So if you move pom-poms into a certain area, you get a certain amount of points. If you move it into another area, you might get more or less points depending on what area it is. Uh, There's some hanging contraptions. There's like a, there's a tram. It's a, it's a, plastic bin suspended from a PVC pole. Kind of like a gondola yeah, at yeah. a ski mountain. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. That's what, exactly what it is. It just swings and can move. And if you get game pieces in there, you get a lot of points. And so there are all sorts of lines and uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can do on this board. You can follow a line to get to the center of the board. Your robot can line follow. Um, there's a bot guy. It's like a plush little robot. If you get him, he's... He's very, 
he's worth a whole lot of points. If you get him into that gondola I was talking about, you, you get a whole, that's, I think that's the most points you can get in one task. So you have to kind of pull him out of the little cage sort of thing that he's in. He's like yes. surrounded on yes, a bunch of different sides and then you have to lift him up and yep. put him into that exactly. basket. Okay. That's what you want to do with him. He's so, so how does this, how does this compare to say last year or the year before the boards that were then? So last year, so last year and the year before that, they introduced, Kipper introduced a mechanic, um, in the game board. It was a ramp, which sounds really simple and stupid, but it was the first time that the robots were actually able to get off the ground. Mm -hmm. and so for this year, we were expecting that they were going to bring the ramp back, but they didn't. Everything's now on the ground. You okay. can't, your robot can't get off the ground, right. which is going to be um, a huge issue for a lot of teams because you have, you have two robots to move around. You can't have them bumping into each other. Last year, you could have one robot go up top, one robot stay on the bottom, and they, could, they wouldn't touch at all. They wouldn't hurt each other. But now this year, you have to worry about them, you know, running into each other or messing each other up, especially since Bot Guy's there. Bot Guy's going to be a huge, uh, he's, he's the big thing that you want to get this year. Right. And so, so you have one robot for your team, or do you have multiple robots for your team? So this year, we are going to make two robots. We might, we might make three, but I think we're going to stick with two because that's probably the smartest move. And the two of them can work together on the game board? They can, yeah, they work together. Okay. And there aren't other teams on the game board at the same time. There is. There so is, okay. There's two sides. Yep. So you have one side. That's. Okay, so there's a left and a right. So you're yes. working on a yep. four by eight yeah, portion. So you, your team works on the four by eight. You can cross over to the other side. Yep. But that's super risky because if you touch the other team's robot on their side of the yep. field, you're disqualified. So in essence, there could be a total of four robots yeah. out on the game board at the same time. There's four robots competing against. The other team. So there's two robots. Two on two. Okay. Yeah, it's a two v two. And and you use what is it a remote control? No, it's all autonomous. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's all code based. You write the code beforehand and you run it, and hopefully it works. So you're so you're creating the robot yep. yourself from a kit that's provided yep. by Kipper, uh, yep. that you purchase from Kipper. Then you practice on your game board that you've built here in the school. Yep. And then from there, uh, just to summarize, and then from there you're writing code execute these these processes yep. uh, and kind of hoping that everything works. Yes. So you can test it as much as you want at your board, but the problem is, and this happened last year, if your board is slightly off, at the competition, you're going to have a hard time recreating that same board because if the board's built differently or slightly differently, like half an inch is everything. Yeah. So at the regional competition, your robot might be half an inch off, but half of an inch is is a whole lot of right half an inch over four feet is a big difference yes yeah wow this is so so in looking at this how how well did you guys do last year uh last year at the regional competition we placed third overall out of i believe 19 or 20 teams awesome and then at the global competition we placed 32nd out of 64 teams wow yeah that's really cool and the global competition last year was in oklahoma oklahoma yes okay so so this year at the competition the new england regional competition happens yes. at umass lowell Yep. Right, so pretty close for you guys, not yes. too bad. Uh, and then the national competition, if you do well enough at the the regional, the national is where? Uh, it's at California. It's in California, okay. Palm Desert, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what's what's the hope for the team this year? Uh, well, we hope to be a top competitor in the regional competition. Top three definitely is in our our uh, radar. But then hopefully at the 
global competition, we placed at least top 20. Yeah. Last year, we were expecting to place top 20, but we placed in the 30-second slot. Right. So how many teams advance out of the regional? Um, it's as many as... So the global competition doesn't have any prerequisites. Any team can go. But typically, the top three teams from the regional competitions go. Okay. Because they have the best chances of winning. Right, right. Um, and as far as the, the robot itself... We could talk a little bit about that. Um, what's the basis for the robot? Um, so there's a chassis. Mm -hmm. You can they give you a chassis, just a metal chassis, or yep. you can make your own with all sorts of metal parts. But typically, we make our chassis out of the different metal parts. We don't use the standard chassis. Um, they also give you an I create. I think yeah, it's by it's a Roomba, mm -hmm. and it's you can just attach all sorts of metal parts and Legos on there. It runs. Um, with the Wallaby uh, system, which is the motherboard essentially. Okay. And it, yeah, it's. So you've got a small motherboard on there, like a, like a Raspberry Pi type yes, thing, basically. right? And then you've got the chassis, and then you build to, you build out tools that yeah. are that are part of the kit that they that you purchase from them. Exactly. Yeah. And then that kit can do some of the things as we look at the game board here. Push. Mm -hmm. Push pom poms, uh, grab rings, move rings up ladders, yep. um, pick things up and put them into baskets, and that exactly. kind of thing. Well, uh, looking at this game board, what do you see as the biggest challenge for your robot as it's constructed right now? Um, we don't actually have a robot yet. Uh, we're just basically planning right now. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest challenge, and this is going to be a big challenge for most of the teams that we face, um, is going to be Bot Guy. He's in the middle. He's he's worth so many points that so many teams are going to be going for him. So he's the golden snitch it, of uh, exactly. of botball. Okay, That's exactly what he is for our for our extra nerdy listeners yes. like myself. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so the race for him is going to be crucial for winning. Okay. Basically, the team that gets him in the tram is going to be worth a lot of points. So is the goal to get bot guy first and then yeah, go so, from there? Yeah. So we think we're going to get bot guy, but you have to move the. The foam blocks because the foam blocks are surrounding Bot Guy. Right. So uh, you know, as as our listeners can't see it, basically there's there's a box around Bot Guy, and then there are foam blocks blocking the opening yes. on both sides that each team has to move yes. first to get to Bot Guy. So it's not simply just driving up to Bot Guy and grabbing. You know, right. So you. so like if your if your bot goes if their bot and your bot both go for Bot Guy at the same time. Yes. And you bump into them. So that's where, that's where it's really fun because where Bakai is in the surrounding area, it's a neutral zone. So if you touch the enemy robot in that neutral zone, you're perfectly fine. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it, but if you reach across into their area, that's when it, okay. that's when you, that's when it gets a little dicey. Yeah. Well, th this is fascinating, and, and I wish you guys the best of luck. You've Thank obviously you. developed quite the team uh, yes, already. Um, some of our, our Pembroke High School uh, tech bar guys yeah. are uh, on the botball team. Um, you've had success in the past, last year finishing third yes. and uh, in the regional and then going to the national, the international competition. Yep. Was last year the first year you qualified for the international competition? Uh, it was the first time we actually went. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I would imagine that the, it's pretty cost prohibitive to, is, to yes, go definitely. to the international competition. Yeah, you can just hop on a bus and go. Right. It's in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, and this year, California, that bus, that's California. a heck of a bus ride. Yes, it is. Um, so you guys do fundraising yep. to help both pay for supplies and pay for the trip up yes. to, to UMass Lowell and then hopefully to, to the international competition. Um, could you maybe direct some listeners? Do you guys have a, a, 
an account where you could send money or fundraising or anything like that, GoFundMe, or do you have anything like that? So last year we did sponsor letters. So we sent out letters to all sorts of companies mm -hmm. and asked for them to sponsor us. And in return, we would feature them on a team t-shirt. Sure. So this year we're going to do the same thing. Um, all the checks are going to be sent to Pembroke High School. Sure. Um, so checks can be made payable to Pembroke High School. Yes. Okay. Um, and so depending on how much money they send, that's basically the bigger sponsor. Sure, sure. So they take up a large amount of the t-shirt. Right. So you got kind of like a NASCAR sort of yeah. t-shirt going yeah. on. I love like it. The M&M's yeah. NASCAR. Guy. Yeah, right. That's awesome. That's great. And some consideration on maybe a GoFundMe so people could, you know, just send money. Uh, we were considering it. Yeah. Okay. Um, we don't know how much we would actually get. Right. So it depends on how much we think we would actually make out of that. Yeah. So uh, our regular listeners of the Titan Tech podcast, if you would uh, consider making a donation in the name in the name of the, uh, do you guys have? Do you go by the Titans or do you have like a a, fu um, a fun robotics team name like the Iron Titans? I know I in East Easton has a, a robotics team, and they're the Oliver Ames Tigers, but the robotics team are the Iron Tigers. Ooh, that's yeah. Wow. So you guys could be the Iron Titans. We could be. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. So thank you very much for coming on thank the podcast. I appreciate me. it. Um, learned a ton about Botball. It's such a cool competition yes. and great hands-on learning for you guys is, and yeah. um, for for some of the students that are going to go into um, engineering. Yeah, STEM. Uh, yeah. STEM fields. Yeah. And you guys have actually done some outreach, too, down at the middle school, too, right? Yes. Yep. We did a junior Botball course. It's still running, actually. It's... Um, every one Saturday every month mm -hmm. for six months. The sixth month is actually going to be the regional competition where we're going to take those junior bot ball kids yep. and take them to the competition to have them compete in junior bot ball. Awesome. That's cool. great. Thank you so much, Ryan Gamaras, senior you. at Pembroke High and hopeful bot ball champion. Hopefully. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Now for our segment, check this out. In an article from The Guardian, Samuel Gibbs writes a bit about Apple's Tim Cook and his thoughts on educational technology. The first, and probably most shocking, is that Tim believes that there should be limits to the use of technology in schools. Also, he says he doesn't want his nephew to use a social network. He was talking in Essex, England, to institutions throughout Europe uh, on the topic of Apple's Everyone Can Code curriculum. Now, he doesn't believe that technology courses should dominate in schools. He even says in computer-aided courses, such as graphic design, that technology shouldn't dominate. He thinks that there are concepts that people should still talk about and work on, things like literature, um, that technology doesn't need to be a part of. Now, Tim Cook is the CEO of Apple, uh, a technology firm that may be the very first to reach the $1 trillion mark. Some of the things that Tim Cook has done for Apple are pretty fascinating as a company. He cha he's championed health, e-waste and renewable energy initiatives, and having most of his factories and facilities run on renewable resources, plus at Apple's educational coding projects. The one-year coding curriculum adopted by Harlow College is intended to teach students computing skills through the use of a variety of games, lessons, and interactive materials. At Harlow, every student is given an iPad, and it's loaded with coding apps and tools, and the teachers guide them through the concepts of coding. Pupils are able to see their progress and get feedback, finishing the year with two qualifications. 
Cook thinks that if he had the choice, he believes it's more important to learn a coding language than a foreign language. And he says he knows that people would disagree with him on that, but that coding is a global language, and it's the only way you can converse with 7 billion people. Cook also believes that introducing coding at an increasingly early age will help gender diversity, too. Looking at most of the computer science courses in colleges, that gender diversity is not good. Cook hopes that over time, technology becomes a more integrated and accepting field. That's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Pembroke High School senior Ryan Gamarez and wish the botball team the best of luck at the regional competition at UMass Lowell. I'd also like to thank Samuel Gibbs of The Guardian and his work and his article with Tim Cook on social networking and Apple's role in education. As always, please like and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating, and thank you for listening.